0: Hey, what's up? This is Dr. TK, clinical psychologist and number one branding coach for mental health therapists. And so I could not wait to talk about this topic. I have consulted with my Dope Therapist community, which is the Dope Therapist Private Practice Academy, and a membership that I have for students who come out of the academy to continue to brand and market their mental health business. And one of the things that we did on one of our most recent group coaching calls is I wanted to assess to see how much money they were leaving on the table. Okay, so I want to do a sneak peek partial uh, quiz, I should say, to see how much money you're leaving on the table. And so I'm going to address the five areas that are typically overlooked regarding write-offs for taxes for mental health providers in private practice. So you ready? Let's go ahead and dive in. So let's talk about... Are you counting these write-offs that matter because they're typically overlooked? So section number one is under the category of Advertising. So advertising would include things like online platforms. Where are you showing up at online and or physical sense in regards to do you make brochures, flyers, and do you mail them or pass them out? But typically most of us operate online. So one of the big beasts right now for marketing and advertising our services is Psychology Today. And um, the I, one of the benefits that I like personally about Psychology Today is that people can Google you, um, of course, on Google and then it will increase your show rate to either link people to your psychology today and then that will of course link people to your other platforms like your website, to your social media, to your YouTube channel and things like that. But psychology costs. It costs about $29, let us just round it up to $30 a month. And so how many clinicians are actually not adding that as a advertising expense, but I like to say investment, because it is an investment in your business for your business to grow. So let's just reframe and use that word instead. But how many mental health clinicians are actually letting that one ride and just saying something like, oh, it's only $30 or maybe you didn't even know that you can write it off. So that's one category. The second area, it was what I would consider like professional practice, meaning what are some things that you have to pay for to keep you operating as a licensed mental health therapist? So, of course, you want to think about do you write off and save your receipts for your license for it to be renewed every two years? Do you save your receipts for every single continuing educational program that you take whether it be online and or face-to-face or like a home study program if it's not live. Um, one of the examples that I give my coaching clients in my adult com- my therapist community is that all the programs that I offer they can actually save the receipts, take it over to their tax person and their CPA and inquire about write-offs because everything I do is geared toward branding and marketing their mental health business. So for example, the dope therapist Academy is focused on building a profitable private practice in a very short time frame. But what are we talking about building your blueprint, your business plan, reaching your ideal clients, automating your business systems in your back office, identifying your niche so that that can be your lane and, um, area of genius to be an expert in the field because that leads to other streams of income then we have the d for delegation it's the b-r-a-n-d method but the d is for delegation in my framework which is you are delegating things off your plate so that you can actually allow your business not just to grow but to scale so in that aspect if you can see how someone is building a profitable mental health practice that definitely those receipts receipts i'm sorry should be sent over to your tax professional so that's one area is professional practices number three is operations and so right now like I'm in my home office due to the area that we're living in in May I actually closed down my physical location because I was only working part-time financially it did not make sense that I continue to Um, operate in a physical space because I would just be throwing away money per se. So I chose just to work at home. And so operation expenses will include but are not limited to your physical home space. Now, I'm not asking you to calculate that yourself. Typically, you would talk to your tax person. You would let them know that you run, you know, a certain amount of your time of your business in your home. And then they would ask you maybe what is the square footage of the space that you use. And I would just have to look on the website for the community that I live in to see that, you know, the outline or the architect of the square footage of this particular room that I converted into an office. Also you want to think about for operations is utilities. And so utilities would be like, I have this ring light, I have electricity, I have internet. So anything that's allowing and helping my business to run, that's something you want to consider as well in regards to the operations of your business. Now, number four, you want to think about fees being collected um, specifically if you're not getting paid your actual real rate. So for example, I'm on insurance panels. A lot of the insurance panels do not pay anywhere near my regular rate. They pay literally like one third, um, if not one fourth of my actual rate, my private pay rate. So one of the areas that I save my receipts on are bank fees, people who no show and don't pay and they just prematurely drop out of therapy because they don't want to pay for the mid session and then another thing that I keep track of is less you know my rate is of a certain dollar amount and let's just say the insurance panel only reimbursed me 50% of that I operate in simple practice and you can see the link below so that you can check simple practice out as a awesome EHR that also has telehealth along with an accounting piece if you're talking about delegating out tasks. You can delegate it out to a system within the price range that you pay for the charting system. But it's a wonderful feature because I can actually go into the back office, type in what the reimbursement rate was, and then click a little circle button. And then it tells me what the difference was, which was the other half. And then I just print that out and give that to my tax person saying, I did not receive this amount of money throughout the year for therapy clients because of these insurance panels that chose not to pay me my full rate right so you want to think about fees that are not collected then the fifth area is structure so when you think about structure you want to think about beyond your actual professional license what about your business license meaning if you didn't have these things in place you know the IRS or the county can come after you so things like a business license um, you even getting your taxes done I have a corporation and I have different streams of income but also two business entity types plus my personal you know taxes and so one year everything costs like $800 and reason being is that my CPA is also an attorney um, and she does our taxes every year and she actually has been the point of contact so if the IRS has any questions they will actually contact her at the same time contacting me and I don't have to make the phone calls to the IRS she makes them on behalf of me and my business and or my family's business like personal stuff and so that's pretty cool but I have to pay her for that but I'm still going to turn over those receipts back to her, especially on the business side, of course. And then the third area under structure is looking at other things like to grow your business. Maybe you have to consult with an employment attorney if you have a HR department and you're starting to hire other people. Who else did you need to consult with? OK, so just as a recap, we've talked about the five areas that are typically overlooked for tax purposes for write-offs in private practice. The first category is advertising. The second category is professional practices like your license, your professional license, your CE's, coaching programs like Monville Therapist Academy. The third section is operation expenses like your office or your home office space. The fourth area is fees not collected, meaning you didn't collect your full rates, if at all, from either a individual client or an entity like an insurance panel. And then the fifth area is structure. So such as your taxes being done, your business license, or any other fees that you have to take care of to make sure that your business structure stays intact. So um, if you want to learn about truly manifesting a profitable private practice, not just a private practice that can remain your side hustle, then I wanna encourage you and highly encourage you to check out the show notes and take my private practice quiz. It is completely free and based off of your answers, it will put you into one of three categories. Now, the reason I highly suggest this, especially for people who already have a practice as well, is that sometimes we believe that we're at one level in our business and we're really at another. And this questionnaire, this quiz is going to help you assess the infrastructure that has to be in place for you to truly grow and scale and for those of you who may you know, you may be in the beginning stages of your private practice, so you don't even really know what you're supposed to be doing. Don't feel bad if you score low on the quiz, because at least you can see areas where you didn't even know that you were supposed to be thinking about that particular thing or area or, you know, something that's supposed to be in your checklist. So I really hope that you learned a lot from this episode. Um, Share this episode with other mental health clinicians that you feel it would be helpful to hear, especially those who are in private practice or wanting to explore the private practice world. Um, Leave me your biggest takeaway and also let me know what other topics you want to learn about i'd be happy to bring up those episodes and even give you a shout out based off of the topics that are chosen so until the next episode i will either see your results in the private practice quiz i can also meet you on instagram so go and follow me over there at dr tk Psych. but until the next episode i will see you later bye